Yo, Carlos, it's Craig on Rainbow Radio here Saturday morning in Laguna Beach. It is September 23rd at 9.05 a.m. Beautiful uh, day in store. It looks like 70 degrees is the high. Some clouds this morning will give way to generally sunny skies for the afternoon, high around 70. We had a little, uh, we were overcast most of yesterday. Very disappointed in that because I had planned an outdoor event. <laughs> and we went inside. Oh, well. It happens. So this coming week, 72, uh, 73, 75, 72, 71. And all week long, it's partly cloudy until uh, next Friday. It's mostly sunny. So that is the weather. Um, pretty standard uh, issue for this time of year. And um, yeah, I know you got the weather report earlier, but I would like to add to it for some reason. Humidity, 76%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, it is beach weather, I suppose, as the sun comes out, as we are all spoiled here in Laguna Beach. So it's been a busy week with news. Um, not We had an event last night here at the Suzy Q, and uh, we had a Come On Barbie, Let's Party. <laughs> and uh, we had some great uh, Barbie and Ken look lookalikes, I have to say. It was fun, and we do it about once a month at the Suzy Q, and that's Club Q. Everyone is welcome. 18 to the moon, we say. It's at the Senior Center, and um, uh, we have a, we're going to do a November uh, festival, I guess what we did last year, <coughs> Harvest Festival. So it's a nice way of saying it's potluck, but <coughs> we'll see. We also have... a. An opportunity to have a regular gay night at uh, a restaurant, bar, nightclub here in Laguna, and we're working on that. We're thinking on Thursday through the, all through winter, every Thursday, same location, same place. And uh, the support for that has been very strong, but that's still under wraps next week, I suppose. Uh, I'll have the location, we can share it, and then we'll have uh, Club Q uh, in our, have an event there when it gets, gets started, so... We're excited about that. Well, I guess I can say it with uh, 
the Durban room at Mo- Mozambique is what we're we're working on. I can I don't know why I can't say that. We had a, a uh, Chamber of Commerce mixer there and that was Chamber of Commerce and Laguna Beach Pride uh, combined effort. And uh, not too long ago, turnout was great. So everyone I know is familiar with the location. How about that? <laughs> um, what else is going on? Um, there is a ice cream social. <laughs> That is today at 1 p.m. Um, join us in the viewing of our gorgeous <clears throat> listing in Blue Bird, Bird Canyon. Oh, this must be from uh, listing, must be location 994 Blue, Blue Bird Canyon Drive, Saturday, September 23rd. Uh, Balestros, that is the Balestros Group. Proud sponsor, studio copy. What else we got going on here? I see something. Oh, the classic car show. That is uh, October 1st, and I'm excited about that because I crazily have had um, way too many classic cars, and uh, I lament about if I'd only held on to one of them or two of them, and they're, you know, They'd be 10 times their value now. But anyway, that's not going to stop me from enjoying what cars are out there. So it's a classic car show by the Rotary Club. And that is um, in, across the canyon, Laguna Canyon, uh, at, fest, at fest, across from Festival of Arts in that parking lot. I think it's lot 10, maybe lot 9, but with the city. And it's 9.30 a.m. <clears throat> that's early as in the morning. <laughs> At the time you get up to, to listen to me every Saturday. So it's, um, but this is on a Sunday, October 1st. And food, drinks, and a silent auction, live music. Admission is a mere $10 and uh, under 12 $3. Kids and strollers, of course, are free. So mark your calendars. Rotary Club is a wonderful organization. And there is a Coast Film Festival here. All, all tickets are 10% off until September 30th, so you have some time to get it. And that's it. That is also on October 1st. Uh, what's the time on that? Oh, well, you know, film festivals go on and on and on. So it is uh, Coast Film and Music Festival. So you can, um, if there's a, a website... Because there's all these movies listed, and you need to, you know, you can get a four-day pass, you can get a, um, for to see them all. Um, tickets, single-day tickets start at $35. Coast Film Music Festival. Um, come on, give me a, give me an e- uh, website address. Well, I'm going to talk to the studio manager. That's just not right <laughs> if you want to but i guess you could um google film festival and put coast coast muse coast film and music festival and find uh, all the details i'm just going to leave it at that and next time i will have the the because uh, it's not till october 1st so you have a little time left it's well it's coming up soon but you do have some time so those are all the other announcements we have Laguna Beach Pride is in the process of planning for two events this fall, just so you know, just to give you a heads up. And that's all the news I have. Um, And so let's go on this day in history. Let's do a few days on this day in history real quick. See if we can't stir a few things up. 
share some abrupt opinions on many things. <laughs> so, um, uh, today is September 23rd, as I said. So, on 19, in 1970, the CBS television series Medical Center, a medical research reacher, announces, I'm a homosexual. Oh, my gosh. Although his condition is portrayed as unfortunate. Of course, they did that in 1970. The program is acclaimed as the first sympathetic treatment of a gay man in an American TV drama. Groundbreaking. <laughs> I don't know so many of the... Even... Um, Rebel Without a Cause with James Dean. And they had a very sad, to me, gay person in there. And he died. And, you know, that we're always tragic. You could be gay as long as you had a tragic situation or ending, for that matter. In 1998, the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit of in Abel versus, or Abel, I don't know how you want to pronounce that, uh, versus the United States of America rules that the government's preferred reasons are pro proffered reasons for passing don't ask don't tell pass national basis review reversing the court the district court so they said it was okay mm -hmm. in 2004 california this is a good one <laughs> uh california governor arnold schwarzenegger signs sb 1234 a bill that defines the legal term hate crime which includes LGBTQ-motivated violence for all state and local agencies, encourages the creation of law and uh, local law enforcement hate crimes protocols and increases increased hate crimes awareness training for law enforcement officers. Good on you, Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> September 24th. Moving along on 90, in 92, Kentucky Supreme Court issues its holding in Kentucky versus Wasson, invalidating the state's sodomy law as unconstitutional. You know, there was a time when they said you couldn't do certain things, uh, especially in hotels. You, you couldn't rent a room. Well, you weren't supposed to, but it happened all the time. <laughs> to people who are not married, like a, a single room with one bed. No, mm -mm, you, you couldn't do that. You they had to be married. You know, and that was, hotels tried to observe that as much as possible, as crazy as it sounds. I mean, like, really? Uh, in 2004, Nova Scotia becomes the sixth of Canada's provinces to, or territories, to have a legal, have legal same-sex marriage. Neither the federal nor the provincial governments oppose the lawsuit filed by Three couples, one of whom had already been married in Ontario and sought recognition for their marriage in their home province. So they went through a similar process as we did here in the States. And moving along to September 25th in, 19, in 17, ooh, now that's before me for sure, in 91, uh, in France, a new law code enacted as part of the French Revolution effectively decriminalizes sodomy by including no mention of sex between consenting adults. Wow, they were pretty progressive in 1791. <laughs> in 2004, California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger signs AB 2900, a bill to unify all state anti-discrimination codes to match the California Fair Employment and Housing Act. In essence, he adds sexual orientation and gender identity 
anti-discrimination protections in the California government, labor, military, and veterans, public, public utilities, unemployment, and insurance, and welfare, and institutional co- institutions codes. Wow. Thank you again, Arnold. I guess Arnold's the, the politician of the day. <laughs> Moving along to September 26th in 1965. Remember it well? Not really. In San Francisco, 30 people picketed Grace Cathedral to protest punitive, punitive actions taken against Reverend Canon Robert Cromie for his involvement in the Council on Religion and the Homosexual an alliance between LGBTQ people and the religious leaders. Hmm. Really? 30 people didn't like that. Well, they're very much in the minority. Now, 1970, in Los Angeles, Gay Liberation Front demonstrated, demonstrators persuaded bar owners to allow gay patrons to hold hands. Imagine that. Uh, wow. Now, that's hard to fathom. Tell a, a new generation person you couldn't hold hands. I mean, I was walking through Nordstrom's, and there was a gay couple holding hands. I was like, oh, oh well, this is where we're at, and I love it. In 1985, Lily Tomlin and Jane Wagner's The Search for Signs of Intelligent Life in the Universe opens on Broadway. In 1992, amid a bitterly contested uh, campaign in Oregon for and against Measure 9, an anti-gay rights initiative, a lesbian gay man are killed when their local when local skinheads throw a Molotov cocktail into their apartment in Salem. Wow, I did not know that, and that is horrible. Uh huh. Hope they caught the SOBs. Did I say that? <laughs> Moving along to September 27th in 1970, Chicago Gay Alliance uh, sep- uh, separates from the local Gay Liberation Front, declaring in a, <clears throat> a position statement that the GLF political agenda is too broad to be effective in the struggle for gay and lesbian civil rights. Well, you know, sometimes the gays can't even speak from the same page. In 1974, the National Gay Later and Later and Lesbian Task Force and other lesbian and gay activists persuaded major consumer advertisers to withdraw commercials from a Marcus Welby MD episode about a high school boy who was raped by a male teacher. Their uh, achievement is hailed as the first successful protest against alleged defam- defamation of gay men on American television. Hmm, I don't know what to think about that. 1994 in Canada, Real Menard, a Montreal a representative of Bloc Quebecios, becomes the second MP to come out when he tells reporters that he is speaking for the community to which he belongs, which he previously, previously televised statements of another member of parliament, Roseanne Skoke of Nova Scotia, among which is the claim that the gay and lesbian love is compassion-based and an in his compassion-based and an inhuman act defiles humanity and destroys family and is alienated, alienating mankind. Wow, that's a lot of things for just a 
loving someone. <laughs> and therein lies my opinion on that one. In 1999, uh, the European Court for Human Rights rules that the United Kingdom's ban on gay military personnel is a breach of human rights. Whoa! Although the court does not have the power to unilaterally lift the ban. The European, the European Court... I suppose that's the EU. <laughs> in 2004, here we get back to Arnold. Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger signs SB 1193, a bill to provide a $10,000 death benefit to the surviving spouse or designated beneficiary of a member of on of on the state military reserves, California National Guard. The bill retroactive to uh, March 1st, 2003, allows, us, allows LGBT partners of military personnel be listed as designated beneficiaries. And on the last day, oh no, a second to the last day of this day in history, I know it's going on a little too long, and uh, in t- September 28th, now we're going, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, these are going way, way back. We're back to the year 1292. Do you remember that one? <laughs> 1292. In Ghent, uh, present-day Belgium, John, a knife maker, is sent- sentenced to be burned at the stake for having sex with another man. Man, this is the first documented execution for sodomy in Western Europe. Well, that is a milestone. Huh. Made it into the history books. In 1973, of course, today you can still be put to death for, in certain countries on the African continent and in that area. It's on the books, folks. We haven't, they haven't come much farther from 1292 in Belgium. Huh. 1973, W.H. Auden dies in Vienna at the age of 63. In 2011, the European Parliament in Strasbourg passes a resolution against discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. Well, the European Parliament, again, there we go. They're in the news. And uh, on the 29th, which is next Friday, so um, I guess we're going to have a Friday the 13th in uh, October, Hmm, I think. In the year 12, excuse me, in the year 1926, The Captive, a melodrama about a young woman seduced by an older woman, her shadow, creates a sensation on Broadway for its lesbian undertones. 1926? Well, I suppose so. In 1981, Governor, uh, California Governor Pete Wilson vetoes AB 101, a gay and lesbian employment rights bill inciting what some call Stonewall II, a month of marches and angry protests across the state. Well, he got his coming up. He got recalled, as I recall. Pete Wilson got recalled, yep. Okay, in 2005, Arnold Schwarzenegger, governor of California, vetoes the bill passed by the California legislature on September 6th that would have legalized same-sex marriage. Shame on you, governor. (laughs) All those other good things, and then he does that. Uh, mm -hmm. He vetoed it. Got all the way to his desk. Uh, 2005, that's a few years ago. 
In 2006, Angelican Journal reports that Terence Finlay, a retired Archbishop of Toronto and a Metropolitan of Ontario, has sodomized... Oh, so, so, Solomon... I'm not sodomized, no. Solomonized. Solomonized. <laughs> Maybe that's a Freudian slip. I don't know. The marriage of lesbian, a lesbian couple... Sodom, oh my God. <laughs> Excuse me, folks. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> and that uh, Finley's uh, successor, Colin Johnson, has suspended his license to conduct weddings. Oh, uh, well. In 2010, Tasmania passes a bill recognizing legal same sex marriages performed outside Tasmania. Well, Tasmania is pretty progressive. And the final one. Here we go. Governor Jerry Brown of California signs S. Bill 1172, a historic bill banning gay conversion therapy for minors in 2012. And that is a really good thing, I think, because they have the, <laughs> the verdicts in on that. They've done uh, bazillions of studies. And you know what? They decided that conversion therapy doesn't work and is often very harmful to uh, the person that may be subjected to it. So let's take a play a tune here. I think it's Troy Savon, who I, I keep promoting him because he's got such a great song here.
That's uh, David Archuleta. Uh, come and get it. I'm yours. Um, it's a very <laughs> interesting music video. So those are my two uh, on the charts. There's another one on the charts. Uh, uh, Dallas or Dixon Dallas. Uh, but his music uh, is uh, has to be censored. I'm still trying to find a couple versions of it. But he's a country western singer and his... Uh, the lyrics are very provocative um, to the point where uh, 
Well, I don't. I, I have mixed opinion about it, I suppose. But anyway, I will get him, get him on the air in a tasteful way as soon as I can. Uh, but those are my three latest choices. So on to the news here. Census Bureau, that's in the United States Census Bureau. I'm, I'm doing the North American, so it'd be uh, Mexico, United States, and Canada um, kind of together. So it makes a little more sense, maybe. I don't know. I try to make good sense, and it's difficult sometimes. <laughs> The Census Bureau wants to test asking about sexual orientation and gender identity in uh, see, on the biggest survey. So the U.S. Uh, Census Bureau has asked the Biden administration Tuesday for permission to test questions about sexual orientation and gender identity for people uh, age 15 and above on its most comprehensive uh, annual survey, uh, Life in the Country survey of life in the country the statistical agency wants to test the wording response categories and placement of gender identifying and sexual orientation questions on the questionnaires for the american uh, community survey which collects data from 3.5 million households each year the acs covers uh, a wide range of topics from family life income education levels and employment to commuting times internet access disabilities and military service. Federal agencies are interested in the data for civil rights and equal employment enforcement, the Census Bureau said in a federal uh, register notice. So that's in the works. I a bit um, mixed feelings on it. I'd like to, I think we need to be represented, the LGBTQ community, and sometimes very, very underrepresented. And so this information may bolster that but at the same time i don't know yeah anyway well moving along uh this is in north america in the united states lgbt asylum project helps asylum seekers flee prosecution that's interesting san francisco shocking <laughs> has become a beacon uh for many lgbtq asylum seekers and the LGBT Asylum Project is meeting the need, having provided legal representation for nearly a decade. I, I did not know. Why it matters? America's immigration system is complex, time-consuming, and costly. No kidding. Uh, most people who are fleeing violence or abuse based on their sexuality and or gender identity are not able to take on the legal fees needed to seek approval of their asylum applications, according to the communications coordinator, Andres Molina. The Castro-based LGBTQ Asylum Project provides legal services to the LGBTQ people seeking protection at low costs. Um, I know that thinking on that, too, there was a... This is very controversial. In New York, the way the immigration thingy works is that you can apply to become a citizen or a, you know get naturalized in the united states and so you're here you arrive and you go and you sometimes that process can take years some people it's taken five and ten years but it's not a quick process so you're here waiting uh to um for the legal process that costs money but even though you're here legally while you're seeking uh, uh, approval, 
you're here legally. You're, you've claimed, you've identified yourself, you say you're here, you explain why, and that you want to become a citizen. So you're not Ill, an illegal trespasser. But the way that it's structured, while during that time while you're here for a year or maybe two, you're not allowed uh, to be employed. So what that means is that a lot of these people that are applying to become citizens or through the natural immigration process, uh, they don't have an income and they wind up getting financial support for food and housing, which they could well provide for themselves in a much more dignified, uh, I think, personally, scenario, if they were allowed to be employed. Now, I, I can already hear people, but but what if they take jobs away from other people? You know, um, right now there's a, a shortage of uh, workers, particularly in, in the starting level. So, I, I you know, they could do studies and make sure that, you know, they're employed in areas where there is a shortage of workers, just to be fair, I suppose. Uh, and maybe in that sense, instead of shipping them all to New York, they ship them to, while they seek their approval, they go to a location where there is a, a strong shortage of, of employees. And everyone's a much more happier, it's a much happier win-win-win situation. Anyway, that's my opinion. <laughs> Brought that up. Uh, at, on the tales of uh, San Francisco helping people seek asylum, but they should be able to be employed in San, or near San Francisco. I understand there's a, a shortage there, too. Moving along to Nashville, that's here in the United States, as in Tennessee. <laughs> Nashville elects Tennessee's first openly transgender politician. Oh, my gosh. And I'm surprised Tennessee can be... Um, <clears throat> ultra-conservative, ultra and, and, you know, that's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, as it goes on, a transgender woman won election to uh, a seat on Nashville City, Coun City Council. Yep. Uh, becoming the first openly transgender person to be voted into political... Hold on a second... I was having a bit of a technical problem here with my headphones. Sorry about that. I hate when that happens. Anyway, um, where did I leave off? <laughs> uh, transgender person to be voted into political office in Tennessee. Olivia Hill, 57, secured one of the four open at-large seats on the Metro Council of Nashville, a politically liberal city in an overwhelmingly conservative state. That's an island. <laughs> her triumph uh, made her the first transgender woman to be elected in Tennessee, according to the LGBTQ Plus Victory Fund, an advocacy ag agency group aiming to get LGBTQ Plus people into public office. Hill was elected on Thursday, winning 12.7% of the vote, NB. See news reported. So there you go in Nashville. <laughs> I tell you, that's where the Nashville two were were expelled from um, state government uh, for being vocal on the 
on the house on the floor of this their legislative office. I don't know if it was a senator, with which they call it there, but that's another whole story. Yeah, but it was very. It displayed the reason I mentioned it displayed a lot of the um, conservative uh, attitudes there in the legislation. And, okay, moving along. Hispanics Federation's queer president condemns don't say gay laws. So, how about that? When Frankie Miranda first heard of the possibility of don't say gay bills in the U.S., he took it. It took him back to his upbringing in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, the Hispanic Federation's HF. First openly queer president says that while he was growing up there uh, was an unwritten policy that LGBTQ plus issues were not welcomed. Various states across the U.S. have introduced and enacted legislation similar to Florida's Don't Say Gay Law, which restricts LGBTQ plus discussions in school. Well, I mean, that's about sex, so they probably shouldn't talk about pregnancy either. That, that's, um, uh, well, anyway. Conservatives uh, <laughs> weaponized the law to attack inclusive education, queer books, and safe spaces for LGBTQ plus youths, all under the guise of protecting children. Yeah, um, okay, I just, I can't even uh, explain. Ex- Go on there. Uh, the dire situation has led civil rights groups, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, to issue a warning that Florida is openly hostile towards black people and the LGBTQ plus community and other minorities. Florida Governor and Presidential hopeful Ron DeSantis responded by calling the move a stunt from a group with a very left-wing agenda. And there you have it. That is the news... <laughs> In the Americas uh, so far, and then we'll move on to uh, around the world. I'm just going to do one before we go to another music break because I found it inter- uh, more interesting. The people, if you were hadn't heard, in Nigeria there was a wedding, an LGBTQ same-sex wedding. Now, I've been to a few of those kind of weddings, you know, in my tender young years, and... <laughs> There, the mix of guests is, I would say, prom- prominently more um, straight. It's just that the two people getting married are of the same sex, so, you know. But nonetheless, uh, the 69 suspects who were arrested in Nigeria last month in connection with an alleged gay wedding have been released on bail. Yeah. <laughs> Why? The whole crazy. Over 200 people were arrested in a police raid at a reported same-sex wedding celebration in Nigeria's southern Delta state uh, in late August. Of that, 269 individuals were prosecuted for allegedly conducting and attending a same-sex wedding ceremony. Isn't that horrible? Homosexuality, as well as same-sex marriages, is outlawed in Nigeria and can result in a punishment of up to 14 years in prison or 10 years for accomplices. On Tuesday, uh, that was be the September 19th of this week, a high court in Wari Delta state ruled that those who were being held behind bars could be freed after posting 500,000 niara, about 520 pounds, British pounds, so by us, I don't know what that would be, close to $500 each, 
Well, I suppose they made a little money on that. 500 times 69, what's that add up to? (laughs) But as I say, I digress. Let's see what else is on the the music list. Oh, yeah. What is love? What is love? If you can't get married, jeez. What is love? you get married without being arrested when all your guests have disgusting okay i uh, i lied i had some more news about canada and let's not leave canada out there's i have three news articles here and i'm going to get through them real quick historic struggle of montreal queer jews is the subject of a new zine called not going anywhere a zine is a short presentation on something uh, younger generations may find it hard to believe that less than 50 years ago, LGBTQ Jews in Montreal were denied space at the Jewish Community Center. 
and even the most liberal congregations waffled on giving them a platform. That relatively recent period is illuminated in a new zine entitled Not Going Anywhere. Hmm, well, good on them. History and community and continuity in queer Jewish Montreal, which its creators hope will spur scholarly treatment of this largely forgotten chapter with supports from the Museum of Jewish Montreal and Jewish Community Foundation of Montreal, the four contributors spent months researching what it's like to be queer in the Jewish and Jewish in Montreal in the years after homosexuality was decriminalized in Canada. Decriminalized in Canada. How about that? Long before it was decriminalized in the UK uh, in 1969. So there you have it. <laughs> Moving along to another Canadian story, transgender rights in Canada deeply divide voters, as study suggests most still believe in only two genders. You know, nature has uh, doesn't always <laughs> look at it that way. <laughs> okay, as more Canadians are faced with the evolving nature of gender identity, gaps in the Ways different groups view the subject are growing. According to a recent survey uh, by the Angus Reid Institute, the survey of 3,016 Canadian adults is the second in a series of reports on Canada and the culture wars uh, and finds that Canadians hold competing views on gender definition, womanhood, and transgender issues Somewhat divided base on the respondents' own gender. Oh, my. <laughs> Among the top findings are that 56% of Canadians define a person as either male or female. Men are more likely to take this position with 63% of male respondents preferring the binary definition compared to 49 for female respondents. Hmm. Well, that's a very primary <laughs> important detail. Uh, in that, uh, in the culture north of uh, north of of the U.S., yeah. Okay. And the last news item from Canada: St. John's. Uh, while some gathered at a rally, uh, say inclusive education in NL schools. Um, I guess that's the province, and it doesn't say what NL province that is. On an assault on families, counter-protesters say queer trans youth are under attack. St. John's local lawyer and former progressive conservative leader, Shez Crosby, was among the crowd of protesters and counter-protesters at the Confederation building on Wednesday advocating against LGBTQ inclusive education. Why? <sighs> he mainly stood among those participating in the nationwide One Million March for Children. Oh, it's all for children. You know, um, sexual preference uh, affects gays and straights. I mean, straights have sexual preferences. They prefer the opposite sex. Gays have sexual preferences. They prefer the same sex. But for some reason, those <laughs> the latter preferences her uh, well and it's natural i mean like born this way okay lady gaga uh let's move on here um 
He mainly stood among those participating in a nationwide yeah, march for children, which advocates against schools teaching children about gender and sexual diversity. Okay, the group out. Uh, quoted, quoted, the group up there is the LGBT alphabet salad group, Crosby said, about the group of counter-protesters. That's lovely. I suppose like fruit salad. Personally, I think I am not in favor of sexualization of children. Yeah, okay. I think, I can hardly read this. I can think that deciding to change your gender identification, making irreversible drug therapy or surgery is... Uh, in someone that a, that a young person shouldn't do is something a young person shouldn't do. Make that decision when they're of maturity enough to do that. So that's my point of view on it. He said, "I don't think that should stop the discussion." Um, and as I've said, um, physiologically, if you have chrome, chromosomes that don't. Uh, correspond to your physical body in other words you have female genitalia and you have male chromosomes it's a train wreck and it happens about 13 14 when you reach puberty and they've determined that that is an important uh, time to address it and not to postpone it you can take drugs that stop puberty that put it on hold uh, but there, that's not the ideal situation, and it is it is very difficult. I feel for the parents. So, you can also be male and have XX chromosomes. So, when you reach puberty, <clears throat> you start to become very feminine in your traits, and you know, whole body hair, and um, yeah, yeah, you know what happens when you go through puberty. I think, <laughs> I think most of us have. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is Craig on KXFM 104.7 Rainbow Radio. I'm here every uh, Saturday. I just wanted to say that uh, I, I could be here for another hour. I've been blessed with that, but I have um, prior commitments so I, I have to leave. And Ida May is, will not be here today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. Next week, I maybe have two hours on my program and invite a lot of call-ins. That would be really nice. But speaking of that, if you or someone you know you feel would be a great candidate to be on the program and share with them what's going on in their world as it relates to perhaps to the LGBTQ community or the greater community of Laguna Beach, uh, I would love to have them on the program, even if it's just a quick phone call to them during the program and to discuss uh, you know important items. Uh, also, if you'd like to make those suggestions or have any events that you are aware of that you're, you know, producing yourself or uh, you're aware of that need to be the word you feel needs to be spread, you can go to me and I'll get it on the program. And uh, I can be reached at Craig, C-R-A-I-G, at rainbow-radio, rainbow-radio.org, rainbow-radio.org. And uh, leave me a message, and let's work it out. Let's make it happen. I think it's important to have uh, as many guests as I can. And I've had, like I said, it's either rain and rain and storm or sunshine. It, it uh, either I have uh, way too many and I can't fit them in, or then I have to go through a dry spell. 
And the last couple of weeks have been a dry spell. You've had to put up with me totally. <laughs> but sometimes that's not such a bad thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's about the end of my program. It's uh, I'm, I'm going to take it out with a song and uh, hope that you can make it back here next week. And maybe I will have a guest. Uh, maybe there will be more uh, better news in the news. But certainly... It'll be nice to be uh, back on the air in, a, in another week, as I am. Craig, KXFM 104, thank you for tuning in. We're going to uh, take it out with, I think, um, Boy George. Do you really want to hurt me? I don't think so, but, you know. Oh, no. It's get what you give. So give everything you can because you'll get it all back. Please.